What's up, buds? How are we doing today? Welcome back to the Emerald Palace, and uh, I figure that I should do the thing that real podcasters do, where they, like, introduce themselves. So, I'm Macho, and I got my co-host here. I'm Nico, and uh, welcome to the Emerald Palace. There. We're, we should do intros, right? Like, I've been listening to podcasts, and I feel like they all do that, and we never do. That's, that's fair, but people seem to know us already, and if they want, they can go listen to the episode one a little bit more. But, uh, That's exactly it. Yes. Go it listen could, to episode one. It could be a good opener of like, what's up, buds? Welcome to the Emerald Palace. I'm your host, Macho, and my co-host. And then I come in and I tell you that I'm having a great day or something. Yeah. Maybe, let's stick to that in the future. I like that. I do. I do. Okay. We're not going to do it again, though, because whatever. We just roll with it. This yeah, is scuffed, we'll, and that's how it should be. Yeah, this is exactly. There's a little bit of scuffing going on in our podcast. But I it mean, might it, evolve. It, it might evolve with time, I'm saying. Like, we're, we're letting it be organically itself until it becomes, uh, like, its final form, like Frieza did. <laughs> as long as I'm in charge of editing and stuff, it's going to remain scuffed. Okay, perfect. J- just so we're clear. I'm down. Uh, we got a good guest this week, which is completely new to us. We've never had a good guest before, right? <laughs> That's wrong. We've had great guests all throughout our podcast history. Uh, we're freaking, uh, what is it, eight out of eight right now on good guests? Or seven out of eight, because the first episode, let's be honest, not very good Weak. hosts. Weak sauce. <laughs> but uh, yes, very, very great guests. You have a quite a wide book of contacts, and uh, I applaud you for it. Yeah, I mean, if you are some type of content creator and you're not very popular, chances are we've interacted and I'm getting you on the podcast. This is where you guys find out that Macho is just a hipster at heart. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of hipster, actually, our guest this week is probably the biggest hipster we've had on the pod so far. Uh, It's my good friend Patches. Great guy. So he is, you like him? I did. It was uh, like I met him through the podcast, through Discord. And the the whole interview was absolutely great. It's very interesting yeah, and very he's, open. He's very much in the same vein as me, like the same sarc- sarcastic sense of humor, similar music tastes, and there's a reason we're friends. It's the Coheed and Cambria forum. Or am I foreshadowing too much? <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe a little bit. What does Eric do? Or no, not Eric. Wow, that was a lapsus. <laughs> Freudian slip. Yes, a very good Freudian slip here. Uh, maybe a foreshadowing episode. Perhaps. Um, what does Patches do? Why did we invite him on? So he is a tremendously talented musician. He is right now the only real member of the band Midwestern Dirt, who recently put out an album that I've shouted out in the past and that hopefully you have all listened to. And if not, link in pause the, the episode. Link in the description. Click on that link. Listen to the album a little bit. It'll uh, it'll add a lot of context to the person we're talking to, and it'll be a nice contrast between the goofiness of the interview and the seriousness of the music. But uh, he's been a friend of mine for a while. He was actually the first ever singer of my band, which was in Fiasco back in the day. And uh, it was just nice to be able to reconnect with him. And I got the pleasure to watch him grow as a musician and mature. And it's really, really cool to see what he does now compared to like the bedroom recordings we did 10, 12 years ago or whatever (laughs) it was. For sure. I'm happy we get to support him through like this podcast, even if. We've got a small reach, but we do have a reach anyways. Let's not undersell I mean, ourselves. There's a few streamers that listen to this. And uh, if you're afraid of DMCA at all, I have a playlist of all of my friends. And they've 
Pinky promised me that they're not going to sue any of us. So if you want some cool Sweet. music to have on in the background, hit me up and I'll, I'll, I'll let you use the playlist. You got to talk nice. to me first, though, because I got to explain a few things, you know? Aha. Uh-huh. Got to tell uh, you what you're in for. <laughs> yeah, Midwestern Dirt. If you look them up on Spotify, any of the major streaming platforms, they're going to be there and they're absolutely worth a listen. And it's great just like chill music. You can have it on in the background or you can listen to it actively. It, it It's fine either way. You can have it any way you like it. Yeah, I personally, I'm going to be honest, I never listened to them, but the interview made me want to listen to them, even if I'm not a fan of the genre as like my my favorite. Uh, but uh, I'm for sure interested in listening and giving it a, a good, like attentive hearing, hearing for a bit. And uh, I, I should say this now, I, I don't know how I'm sounding, but I feel like I'm a little more hoarse than usual. We're recording this uh, not too long after I did a very intense two and a half hour music stream where I mm-hmm. sang for the entire time. It was a great stream. Shout out to everyone who swung by. That was a lot of fun. And like I mentioned on the stream, I, uh, I managed to accomplish my only ever goal as a streamer. Which was to say, to, to I wanted to say chat. spam yeah. an emote. That's all I've ever wanted is to say, Hey chat, spam this. And <laughs> I, I did it. Spam in the chat. That's great. I'm happy I participated in that dream. Because I was the one spamming the most Bible thumps. I gotta go. mention that. Uh, it was a Bible thump worthy moment. And uh, so, I'm uh, gonna give a big shout out to Mr. Toby for rating you and just giving mm. you all that hype. It was a great end to his stream and it was a great beginning or like great, great trans- transition for the people that were listening to Toby. Yay, for me, listen, I was thrilled to receive the raid. I, I told Toby as much, but uh, definitely thanks again for that. And uh, I'm never going to stream again. I've uh, no, accomplished my done. goal, so that's it. No, yep, nice. I'm done. So you can just come and be a mod full-time on my channel now? <laughs> Isn't that basically what I do anyways? <laughs> well, you're, you're a great mod. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> I, I got the sound commands on point now. You do, you do. Like, I would for even better call or for you worse. My, my producer at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a step away from being manager. Oh, <laughs> you're not going to make a big cut if you want. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is great. This has been a great week. I've like, we're talking about uh, dreams and I'm going to switch that into analytics. I've been having a great uh, viewership week this week. It's been pretty good. It's been pretty consistent. And uh, I have a feeling that I can maybe break the 10 average viewers on most streams after this week. It's only a Dang, feeling. brother. Uh, but it's been consistently around like six and seven. I managed to reach also gold three. Speaking of streaming and objectives, you. Uh, things are going well in the in terms of content for me. So uh, I'm I'm really happy. It was a productive. That's how you know the job's gonna start soon. Yep, that's that's when you know. <laughs> You're like I'm doing well in league. The stream's doing well. For sure, we're gonna have to stop all of this very shortly. <laughs> we might have to cut in time and uh, investment of time but i'm sure that uh, activities are still going to be able to to go along and i mean that's my philosophy right is i won't stream very often but when i do i try to make it pop off exactly we made like we're making a pretty good schedule for ourselves like you have the dnd on wednesday nights uh mm-hmm. i do the pre-stream dnd on on wednesdays for example i like doing that it's a little bit of a ritual at this point we've been recording podcasts pretty consistently throughout the week so I feel like maybe I'll have to cut on one or two, but I'll still be able to make it happen once in a while. And we're just going to go back to the roots. We're doing this for fun, just for the fact of like, I'm gaming anyways. Why not have a, a virtual living room of people that can come and hang out and comment and say hi? 
I love it. Yep, that that's always been the goal. <laughs> and uh, D and D popped off this week. I was impressed. Oh my! Well, you, you well the adventure first of all just made us pop off all of us. Uh, that it, was fun, wasn't it? Like my interest was not dwindling for this adventure particularly or D and D, but this just like threw a, a whole bonfire over the top of it because now it's freaking let's go when is wednesday like bring it to me <laughs> yeah i'm really excited to see the future of this adventure honestly yeah me too i don't know where this is going i have not read the entire thing so oh, i'm kind of discovering some of this <laughs> as we go oh that's good i do love that uh I think that people are starting to play their characters a little better too. Oh, definitely. This like this time it's been uh, like the first time players are getting used to their characters and to D and D in itself. And I think mm-hmm. everyone is getting very comfortable as their character or as this uh, ritual or event happens every week. That this is what it is. So they're like accepting it and making it happen. I I really I really enjoyed our session on Wednesday. And I mean, I think one of the better character moments is uh, I've been giving Pat a lot of flack for being like a lawful good paladin. Uh-huh. And then also just like being basically raging and playing. as a person. Exactly, <laughs> as right? As a player. <laughs> and then playing a little more, uh, a little more like a barbarian, so to say. But I, I thought he really did a great job this week because oh, yeah. it, it turns out that paladins aren't always just knights, right? Um, mm-hmm. he, he's an Oath of Conquest paladin. Okay. So basically what you're supposed to do is make sure that no one messes with you. So he went when he went and ran after the fire giant that oh, I was yeah. trying to get out of there safe and sound, by the way. And he's like, no, I'm going for it. I was like, yeah, that sounds like an oath of conquest to me. Yeah, like, it does. Like, we're fighting, we're fighting, bro. You're not getting out. Are you insulting me? Well, freaking pay the consequences. <laughs> and I mean, it makes sense, too, because when the, when the literal fire giant was like, little man. And he's like, yeah. well, I'm eight feet and no one's going to call me little. Nope. <laughs> so yeah, shout yeah. out. I thought that was, I thought that was cool, and uh, I'm Great not moments. saying that you were supposed to win that fight. I don't but, think uh, we were. It seemed think... like it seemed really hard from the way you set it up, and the fact that the village was being attacked. We were all taken aback and like uh, by surprise by this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this like we're gonna get off by the skin of our feet or our teeth. I don't know what the expression mm-hmm. exactly is, yeah, but. Teeth. Um, one or two HP max or something. We're going to have to go refugee ourselves in the forest and like make a camp and like <laughs> go naked and afraid on it. But uh, <laughs> turns it out. It seems as though the, the town's defenses were slightly underestimated. And yep. Maybe your presence made a difference. I think it was, uh, there was a storm coming and they didn't notice that. <laughs> imagine, imagine that. <laughs> That's just segueing into uh, patting myself on the back. It's the first yep. time. I'm getting real value off of the uh, damage value, let's say it like that, off of the druid spells. And I was really mm-hmm. excited for that. I got to use a level three spell to like, I would say it's full effect. Yes. Like three turns and, of damage or something. So it was pretty crazy. <laughs> and I, I'm always trying to walk a fine line too, because like, obviously I know your guys' characters and what your spells can do. Yep. It would be very easy for me to be like, and suddenly these small creatures are dispersing, so they're not in an area of effect. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. like, well, that's not fun either. But also, if I just have everyone basically line up for you, and it's like, oh, well, I laser beam them, then that's not fun either. So but I try I, to strike the balance. Yeah, you, you do strike the balance, and it's harder in a way because we don't have like a physical board to play on. So we have to rely on you to tell us what moves we can and can't do in terms of like targeting and combat. 
mm-hmm. but I think you do draw a fine line. And um, the the magmins, were they called? I feel like you did a good job because I would uh, like if I if there was a swarm of something around, like let's let's take cows for example. They have flies around them. If there was a swarm, yeah. I would I would expect the swarm to stick together around like a cow exactly. or something. So you probably kind of like emulated that movement and gave it to me, but for sure in other situations or something, you wouldn't just give me the max value mm-hmm. right away, but you thought it was appropriate in that, in that sense. I was also like, finally something that he doesn't really have to roll for and that he might actually oh, hit. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I was joking with my buddy, Eric, who, who DMs quite a bit. And I was like, I think... I think he's accidentally rolling with a D12 for his skill checks and his attack rolls. <laughs> no, I'm like, not. I think he just has the wrong one because he cannot go above an 11, like, ever. Like, I swear, the most I've ever seen you roll to hit is, like, a 3 or something like that. Yeah, I'm having <laughs> a hard you time. You never hit rolls. My hit rolls are really bad this uh, this adventure. <laughs> but I'm not rolling a dice 12, I swear. I know what my <laughs> dice are. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm like, it, that's how it feels. I, I can blame it on D&D Beyond's rolling system. Let's go. It's their fault. Yeah, get, get your real dice. Just do it. I do. I just don't have a like an, a, an adequate surface to roll them on, personally. Oh, lo, lo, lo. I might be capricious or uh, <laughs> a little princess about it, but I, I, I like having the space. And throwing them around yeah. and dropping them is not something I want to do. But... Yeah. We'll see. I, I also will be bringing back the the map with like the miniatures and stuff like that. Yeah. But with this encounter, it's like, well, it's an entire city and I have 25 minions to keep track of. And there's all the like there was just no feasible way for me to have everything. Like, OK, this paper clips a villager and this thumbtack is going to be an enemy. And oh, my old phone is going to be a fire giant. Like, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. It gets to be a lot of, of managing and the fight would have probably lasted like two hours longer than it should have. So. You're you're doing yeah. great in terms of of DMing and in terms of uh, of time management and stuff like that, making the game flow. Too kind. No, I'll I'll be bringing back the map at some point. It uh, just it's just not gone forever. It's just taking a bit of a, a bit of a hiatus. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't like. I don't uh, think any way is the best way, and I think we've mm-hmm. been uh, managing both ways or using both ways to their maximum efficiency. Yeah, because I, I do miss having, like, the individual cams of you guys and, like, having the pictures with the battle. And, like, I, I got to redo a bunch of scenes. Shout out to OBS for uh, choking on me. <laughs> oh, no. But uh, it, it just, like, deleted my Discord overlay. So now I got to redo it, I guess. Thankfully, it isn't that hard. But, yeah. No, no, no. It's just slightly time-consuming because I had the pictures in the background and all that. But uh, no, we'll get it done, and Wednesday should be another another good session. I'm looking forward to it already. So, level six already, huh? Yeah, that was. I didn't expect to level up that early either, but uh, that's just great. We'll have some fun. More options, more damage, <laughs> and more HP. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, I rolled so bad for that fight, but it worked out well. It was a good fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, in other news, I have still been good, and I have not bought Baldur's Gate 3, despite <laughs> some peer pressure from some friends of mine. A.K.A. <laughs> me, <laughs> but I haven't bought it either. <laughs> the thing is, this is a double-edged sword, because if you buy it, I'm going <laughs> to cave in. 
<laughs> and I think it's hilarious to put, to put myself through that because I'm like, come on, don't you want the game? <laughs> oh, we want it. We want it something fierce. Yep. But uh, Though, the more I would the more rather we wait. wait, the less bugs we're going to encounter. And uh, exactly where it was going. Yep. Elkraz has already been complaining about it crashing on stream and stuff. So, yeah. I'm like happy for that sense, but at the same time, he's been hyping up the game and I've seen the UI of the menu and it seems like you have so many more options than in Divinity and there's already yeah. so many in Divinity that I, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my God, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm going to get it, but I'm going to get it. I, I think I'm going to just wait for the the stream to cover it. Yeah, that makes sense. You're going to get that eventually if you keep doing some music streams. Yeah, and like that. Obviously, that's not why I stream, right? I actively no, discourage I people from donating when I'm streaming. But the reality is, people will drop a few bits here or there, and that's all I want, right? I don't want someone to drop like five thousand bits. Like, yeah, just drop a hundred no. here, or there, and eventually, I'm gonna hit the goal and I'll get the game, right? Exactly. Like, it's not. I got enough going on in my life that I don't need another absolute time sink game that I'm going to adore and only want to play that game. <laughs> Especially if like Cyberpunk is coming out and I'm also interested in that. And <laughs> True. I'll be able to wait for that one because I, I never really got into Witcher, so I'm not like okay. overtly hyped for uh, Cyberpunk. Like, it looks like fun, but I'm sure I'll be able to wait and then I'll just play it eventually. What turned me off of The Witcher was the actual gaming, like the, the game mechanics, which got mm-hmm. too easy to me. It was like a dance. It was like hit, hit, dodge, hit, hit, dodge with like most enemies. So I got kind of tired of that. But the story and like the amount of time they put in them, I have so much respect for CD Projekt Red. So I'm excited to see. But I think I'm going to do the same thing as most Witchers and buy them like on sale because they do come on sale quite often. Yes, Because they, they sure. actually respect their customers in a way. <laughs> crazy huh i know and now they've got so much in the to- notoriety that they probably still sell like the witcher like crazy and they mm-hmm. they get the new games uh, profit and stuff coming in so i'm really happy that for the success of this company i hope it doesn't fester like activision and blizzard and stuff on the long term. please no one buy them do not buy them <laughs> just <laughs> well, let them be bethesda is probably going to get a good uh upward stick from being bought by microsoft because now microsoft has standards <laughs> so they might <laughs> eradicate true. more bugs before the elder scrolls 6 is released or something so <laughs> doubtful doubtful but it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> you act like it's not just going to be another skyrim port Oh my god, I think they've ported it to enough consoles at this point. Imagine the memes if they bring it to PS5 oh, and yo. Xbox Series X. I hope they do. <laughs> it's actually uh, a good game. Yep. I've been feeling like whipping up a new campaign and finally getting awake. <laughs> it, it It is a fun game, that's the thing. It, and it took me a long time. It, it I bought it three times before I actually wow. played through it and wanted to. <laughs> I actually own it twice on Steam, but I only bought it once. <laughs> No, I, I originally got it. It was out on 360, right? I think that mm-hmm. was the first console. Probably. Then I'm I'm pretty sure I got it for Xbox One. I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I got that. And then when I got a PC, it was like, oh, now this is actually Skyrim. Yeah, the mods and stuff, the capabilities become endless. Yeah, and even when I bought it on Steam, it still took me like a year to play it. But then not this past summer, the one before. I was just like, I kind of want to play some Skyrim. Like, Let's Holy try God. it out. It's and fun. yeah, I and pretty much played it straight for like a week. Nice. Yeah, that's the kind. That's why I'm kind of scared of starting because it becomes a like I play it only for a week. <laughs> yeah. But I play 50 hours. Uh, yes. But once once I'm done with the playthrough of uh, 
of uh, what's it called Chrono Trigger, I might jump onto that. We'll see. We'll see what gives. Fair enough. You're still liking Chrono Trigger? I am. I'm not liking the fact that I don't have that much time to play it anymore. Because this week, yeah, I've, yeah, I've had to uh, set it back on streams, and my priorities are mostly on League Rank lately because of the Worlds. So yep. part of me is kind of feeling bad and a little uh, guilty that I don't get to play it, but I, I'll get back to it, and for sure we'll we'll be finishing it. I want to finish it on stream, and that's mm-hmm. like that's an objective that uh, will be accomplished. I'm sure of that. So I'm, I'm not letting it down. Because it's easy enough to pick back up that you're not like, what are you doing? How do you play this game? <laughs> yeah. So there's that as an advantage of the fact that like it's an old game and it plays really simply. And what's crazy is you, you haven't even got to the parts that made me like fall in love with the game. Oh, really? I'm like, I'm already super in with all the little I know. crazy time travel and the bosses I've fought already and the characters you meet. They're, it's a good game considering mm-hmm. the time it came out at. Like, it's a really good game. Yeah, it really is something special. And it, it really does blow my mind that it wasn't a bigger success than it was. Because it wasn't a flop by any means, but like, you know, it's not Final Fantasy where it's an ongoing series. Like, it's such a good game. It feels like Final Fantasy and Dragon Ball had a baby, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and like, how can that possibly let down? It doesn't. It's great. Well, Dragon Ball did not have the notoriety it has today, or like the popularity. No, but, no, that, that blew up. Yeah. It was probably one of Akira Toriyama's earlier projects, because it feels like the main character is like an unmatured Goku uh, art style, or like unmatured Goku bit, character. Bit. So, yeah, yeah. but it might not be true. Like, I don't know the chrono- the actual chronological order, but uh, it, to me, it feels like early projects by this man, but they're still really good. Uh, I'm a fan of it. And uh, too. you've, you've converted me wholeheartedly. Let's go. <laughs> and it, it played out exactly like I said it would. It's going to take you a while to start it, but then once you start it, you're going to realize it's great. And you're going to want to like, I, I called it all before. Oh yeah. Oh, Pat yeah. myself on the back. You can fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's have, have I talked on the pod about uh, watching all the Marvel movies? Uh, I well, I remember you talking to me about it in in life, but I don't remember you mentioned that you're watching those with Maddie currently. So, in case I haven't mentioned on the pod, uh, me and Maddie gave ourselves a goal to rewatch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I feel like a quick update slash retrospective on the pod would be kind of a fun thing to do. Well, if that's what you've been doing of your week, we gotta. That that is it. Um, <laughs> you gotta talk about it. We uh, we're we're up to the Avengers, like the movie, the Avengers, the, the first, first one. one. Nice. Yeah. Is it Age um, of Ultron? Nope, that's the second one. Oh. This is just the Avengers. It's the one where okay. Loki's the main bad guy, and he like oh, summons yeah, they, the Chitauri. They break, they break uh, New York City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. So they they get get the band together basically. But leading up to that, I had to watch The Incredible Hulk. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Was it the one with Edward Norton? Where there's like an orange Hulk at the end or something like that? Yes, that's the one. (laughs) I thought that one one was okay at best. (laughs) I I had never seen it. And my two favorite Avengers are Hulk and Thor. Mm -hmm. That Hulk movie is so bad. Yeah, I'm glad Mark Ruffalo was drafted as or drafted. Yeah, was picked or casted as Hulk in the uh, like 
after that. <laughs> like Ed Norton's a tremendous actor. I don't know he if is. it's directing. I don't know if it was the studio. I I don't know what happened. But man, when I saw the Avengers movie and I'm I'm seeing Mark Ruffalo as Banner and Hulk, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is it. <laughs> like this is what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, unfortunate because I really dig the Hulk character. Yeah. And... But uh, what a lot of people have been saying, and I guess I kind of agree with it, is as a character, it's hard to make an entire movie out of him. Because once you get the origins out of the way, it's what? He gets angry and he smashes stuff, right? Yeah, and then he deals with his anger. So it's like, uh, like can you really make a great movie based on that? Which is why uh, this is getting ahead of myself, but why Thor Ragnarok was so freaking good is because they mixed yeah. Thor who they gave a personality with uh planet Hulk, which is yeah. like my favorite comic series. I've never read it, read, read it, but I did like Thor Ragnarok a lot. So basically in the, in the comics, there's this comic series called planet Hulk uh-huh. and that entire thing where Hulk is too powerful and they send him to another planet. That's like its own comic series. And they, they redid a lot of it and they took some aspects, but like, Oh man, Hulk is so cool in that because he gets kind of introspective and it's like, uh-huh. yeah. it's hard to explain, but it's, it's really good. But I had an idea while you were talking about this. What if they gave uh, a Hulk story that would be adapted like the Joker's was from this year, like this year's movie? That could be interesting. Possibly. I, know, I, I haven't I know seen it. I kind of know about it. But... Oh, okay, you should watch it, I would say, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's big and boisterous as like a character, but could it be like the the struggles of a, an actual angry man, um, that like that this, you could slow up the transformation or something and make him actually deal with his anger in different ways before he actually becomes the Hulk. Or anyways, it just feels like you Maybe. could put some juice in there in the in the character. But uh, again, it's just an idea. <laughs> It's tough because, like, he's really just supposed to be the strong guy that smashes things. Yep. And, like, the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. But, like, there's a scene in one of the comics where he literally gets so mad, but, like, he also wants to protect people so badly that he's lifting up the earth by the tectonic plates so that, like, people, (laughs) like, he, he, like, just eats a mountain. Like, it's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah, that aspect of him, I feel like, is not tapped into enough in in the movies. No, but like they also can't because it yeah. would just break the Avengers. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> it's like true. he'd just be too powerful. Hey, but Goku exists and <laughs> <laughs> the Goku cinematic universe. <laughs> but yeah, so the ones we've seen so far, we've seen Iron Man 1 and 2. We've seen Captain Marvel because we're watching them in chronological order of the universe, not in release order. Okay. Yeah. And then we saw Hulk. We saw the first Thor movie where Chris Hemsworth has like bleached eyebrows. <laughs> Does he? That's a little, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little hard to watch. Um, and then the Avengers and by far the Avengers is the best one of the group. I friggin' love that movie. Nice. Yeah. The Avengers series, like the four movies that are out now, damn, four, mm-hmm. um, are all really, really good. I think they really are. And it's, uh, they really hit their stride when they did the Avengers movie. Cause that's, I think that's when they finally realized like, Oh, we can do this whole cinematic universe thing. Mm-hmm. Like this movie isn't just a one-off. Like we can do it all. Yeah. We have a franchise going. They finally noticed. And it is cool to watch them in chronological order. Cause like you see a bunch of little pieces of information that you didn't necessarily know about before. Like seeing Captain yeah. Marvel early on in the series is actually really cool. And it makes the movie better. I find. Okay, cool. 
That's nice. I haven't seen a lot of people, Captain Marvel. You see, a lot of people hate on it, but oh, I don't it's really things. not bad. Okay. I just skipped it because I wasn't interested, but I might come back to it or something eventually. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend I didn't fall asleep the first time I was watching it. <laughs> but that's because you don't sleep and you work like 8, 10 hours a day. You come back home and then you start watching movies at 10 p.m. So that kind of explains <laughs> itself. Let's be honest. Yeah, and this one I was on vacation where I'm always like inclined to sleep anyways, and we were in a movie theater with not only the comfy reclining chairs, but they were heated, and I'm just okay, like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to close my eyes for just a second. Okay, wait, we're on a spaceship now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Spaceships. If we're talking about what we were watching, we, my girlfriend and I finished Dark, um, and my conclusion is don't watch it. Okay, The, the third season is a complete train wreck. And I hated it. We were both like hate watching it. It was like a chore at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there, bro. Like the kind of shows that you're like, okay, I'm way too invested in it right now. I can't, can't stop. (laughs) Yeah. But we're both like this, this story makes no sense. The writers just gave up. Like it felt, it felt like a train wreck, but like, don't watch dark fat past like the second season, but like fifth episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to find out what happens or like the, the plot holes and stuff that they create for themselves if they were going to get resolved and spoiler alert none of them get really resolved you just get more confused Respect. so forget about it forget oh, ain't that, about ain't it. that fun uh, no it's not but now we're looking for new <sighs> shows and it feels good to look for new things to watch uh, definitely pass on Dexter Oh yeah. Well, I might. Well, Dexter could be watchable for one or two seasons. I would say four. Four. Okay. Well, if I if we do that, we might do that. But uh, she's not that much into blood. And, oh, then uh, for sure ignore Dexter. I don't think I'll That's watch it. That's all it's her. about. <laughs> the The fourth season of Dexter might be my favorite TV season of all time. It's phenomenal. Nice. It's it's some of the best TV I've ever seen. The third season is a bit of a chore. But everything after season four is just so hard to watch. And there's a few cool moments, but season eight is so bad that it like retroactively makes the series worse. That's unfortunate. But uh, like, I, I oh, read so recently a headline. I didn't read the article, but I heard that they're renewing Dexter so that it can come back. And no. in my cynical mind, I went, oh, that's probably just going to be a ninth season of like the same thing as before. Oh my gosh. They, they can't. They, they, no. Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> let's change do subjects that. have you seen uh, black clansman yes i have okay i saw it was on netflix last night and i was like let's watch it to my girlfriend and so i'm yep. excited to watch that i've been wanting to to see it ever since i heard uh like words and stuff about it so it is great yeah yeah i'm excited i watched it because my boy adam driver's in it yeah freaking mr sith lord yeah. Well, Mr. Me, and he like dresses the way I dress in the movie. He's wearing like flannel and jeans, and I'm like, Imagine. oh, okay, yeah. Mr. These comparisons will never stop. Who plays a character <laughs> that has their own name? Oh, I didn't know that that was his name in the show. That's funny. In Girls, he's called Adam, and it's like, okay, well, yes. <laughs> yes, they wrote the character that way. Yeah, they must have. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, that's great. I'm excited to see his uh, acting play. And it's Spike Lee that directed it, and he's got a lot of uh, notoriety. I've been saying that word a lot today. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it reminds me of we were playing this game as a kid. And uh, it wasn't Pictionary, but it was like like categories, maybe something like that. And it was like, name a person who is this. 
and it wasn't notorious, but the word was infamous. Yeah. And my mom was up and like, I guess she didn't really know what the word infamous meant. So it was like, name someone infinite, infamous that starts with O. And she's like, Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> He's infamous. <laughs> like the popcorn yes. guy. <laughs> Ever since then, we're just like the infamous Orville Redenbacher. Didn't, didn't you know Orville was picking cotton first? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, infamous? Like he was evil? <laughs> is, is your mom a francophone? No, she's oh, uh, from okay. Newfoundland. Oh, okay. I just thought I'd ask. I know you, you said you've given me the backgrounds first, but uh, before, but maybe that yeah, could have no. explained the fact that she didn't realize infamous meant. <laughs> oh, no, there's no explanation. She's just a small town newfie, and they, like, when do you usually use the word infamous unless it's the video game series, right? Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't come up too often, so it's just one of those things. <laughs> and it always stuck with me. The infamous Horrible popcorn man. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, that covers covers, that covers movies yeah it covers games I'm trying to think if there's anything new and exciting in music oh you know what yeah actually oh, oh, i gotta it. shout out my friends uh my friends in t-rex marathon they put out their first full-length album called days without incident and it's absolutely fantastic oh nice i'll link that in the description in the shout outs yeah, and I mean, if, if you're friends with me on Facebook, which you're not, you are, but literally no one else is because I don't accept friends on there anymore. There I, uh, I shout them out all the time. And it's cool because they're the band that we went on tour with and yeah. we heard some of these songs live and now I get to hear them recorded and it brings back all these positive memories of being on tour with them. That's sweet. Yeah, they, it, it's a really good album. It sounds great. Um, the, the writing has improved and they used to be like very post-hardcore with lots of screaming. And now there's still a lot of that, which I like, but there's also more of a like almost Billy Talent, like stadium punk Sweet. type of sound. I, yes. I really think it would be up your alley specifically. I think you would have a good time with it. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been vibing with T-Rex Marathon. The little I've listened to and like your playlists mm-hmm. and stuff, I've been really vibing with them. And I, sorry, I get the the vibe that you're trying to trying to describe here. I think I think it's true. Yeah, a lot went into this album, and uh, it it shows. They're oh, it shows. I follow them on Facebook now, and they're really like, "We made an album. We made an album." Oh yeah, I know they're going really hard at the promotion. (laughs) Go boys! (laughs) So let's help them. Let's bump them up a little bit. Go listen to that album on Spotify after you've listened to Midwestern Dirt a little bit too, and uh, Mm -hmm. choose whichever you prefer, or just don't take both. Yeah, exactly. You you can have your hot dogs, and you can have your spaghetti. exactly <laughs> listen I, i've always joked around about how like we'll make dumb jokes but then we just speak it into existence yeah well they're when, dumb when, jokes but good analogies it's true and when i was watching toby who is the person we originally made that reference with there was a picture on screen and it was like these hot dogs lying in spaghetti and i was like look look <laughs> it's real it's the hot dog spaghetti <laughs> And it was funny because I, I could tell in chat who's seen the podcast or who's listened mm-hmm. to the podcast because I saw Art it like there it is. I was like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I mentioned uh it was on Friday on Toby's chat. I think Toby or not Toby, but Flaggy did a coming out. She was like, I'm bye guys, and everyone was super supportive. And then mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, we accept everyone here. And I didn't mention any hot dog and spaghetti. And then Kai <laughs> and Ardit joined in and were like, Yeah, you can like hot dog and spaghetti. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm a part of a little meme. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, let's like this podcast is to be celebrated. I'm glad that 
it just spreads some positive positivity like we intended to. Some good vibes and some silliness. (laughs) Oh yeah, the hot dogs and spaghetti podcast. (laughs) It's so good. Listen, that's all they serve in the palace. (laughs) Yeah. But you you can have both. You don't need to order one. Yeah, (laughs) you can choose hot dog, spaghetti, or hot dog and spaghetti. That's our menu. (laughs) So yeah, how about we toss it over to my buddy Patches, who's going to talk to us about basically our entire friendship and music and what it's like to live in like of the five biggest cities on earth he lived in three of them but in also uh emerald palace fashion we're gonna take a freaking detour in the video games world because we like those video games and he's played some of them just just a few of them just a couple and hey also special musical performance in the middle of the episode oh yeah it's a first for emerald palace are we becoming howard stern (laughs) i wish dude (laughs) I if know. you've seen his videos, they sound so amazing. Like the sound production is Facts. 10 out of 10. I've only listened to like the recast that they put on Facebook randomly, like on Facebook Watch. Yeah. But his voice is also like always on point. Mm-hmm. He's got a really good voice. Hey, and like it it, sounds, it's all in the microphone. That's what I've always so said. It's creamy. It's uh, yeah. I've got a very average voice, but a pretty nice microphone. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of so, mic do I state- need to- <laughs> uh actually i i have many options for you okay, okay <laughs> i've researched well, this quite a bit okay well i'll for sure i'll talk to you if i want to upgrade my mic setup or do something with it beauty yeah any streamers listening the first thing you should upgrade is your microphone that's, i firmly believe that yeah that's that's why most of the music streamers I, I don't know when we discussed this before but we were talking about the fact that music streamers are generally a little more popular be, or grow a little faster because they have great sound quality like inherently it's part of their standards whereas yeah. music or not music streamers don't really have that uh insight i guess mm-hmm. but uh yeah fix your sound guys it's a it's a good thing absolutely so without further ado uh let's welcome my buddy patches to the podcast ladies and gentlemen welcome to this week's guest on the Emerald Palace, we got someone who I go way back with. In fact, this is the guest that we've had that I've known for the longest on the podcast. So welcome, my dude, Patches. How you feeling? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. So let's go into the origin stories, all right? Bit of, bit of <laughs> macho lore here. Yep. How far back do we go exactly? Uh, I was thinking about this last night. and I want to say 2008, maybe? Right, probably. That's probably about right, actually. Because I got on the the Coheed forum in like '08, maybe the summer of '08, I think, and then I must have met you through there, probably not around that time. That that sounds about right. It's the same website that I met my girlfriend on, but I believe I knew you beforehand because you were a lot more active than she was. Right, Maddie never went on there. Uh, I, no. you and I were on there more. Oh yeah, I yeah. was a degenerate. I was always on there. Yeah, I I was pretty degenerate about it too. Like even like into like freshman, my freshman year of college, I was like, "Oh, you guys are going out? Okay, I'm gonna like be on like Stickum and Cobalt with uh, <laughs> with Matt and Stick whoever em. else." <laughs> are those like old versions of Reddit style? Uh, it was websites? like. Is it Stickum or Stickham? Do you remember? I, I have no idea. Yeah, it was. Y- y'all called it Stickum. I called it Stickham. It was basically like Zoom, or it's like Skype, 
like a group absolutely group yeah. video yeah but yeah that's probably Dude, when we those met. were the days yeah Actually, yeah that was it because for those who don't know there's this band coheed and cambria and there is no nerdier band to be a fan of <laughs> And since me and Patches are both giant nerds, we were both yep. fans of the band, and they had this fans website, and there was a discussion board that was pretty darn active. It really and was. as much as I don't listen to them anymore, like, that website for sure changed my life. Oh, yeah. No, I, like, I never listened to Coheed. Not never. That's, uh, that's a bit extreme. But, like, I don't listen to them that much anymore, and I'm, like, not mm-hmm. really into, like, even those genres anymore as much. Uh, but like they changed my life for sure. Like, like I yeah. met you on there. I met my girlfriend on there. Pretty much every band I listened to, I discovered yeah. on that website. Like me and Nico here, we, uh, we're both into protest the hero. I discovered them because of that website. And like, yeah. I took him to his first show because of that website, you know? Oh, I'm thankful man. for that website then. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on Completely. it, but I'm thankful at this point. <laughs> it's oh it's, it's long a dead. Game changer. It's dead now. But yeah. <laughs> oh, it's mega dead. It's mega dead, yeah. That's another band. No, Mega Death, sorry. <laughs> a different band, different band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then a bunch of people on that website went on to this other website, Stickcam. And it, it's like you said, it's this group video website. Where all you needed was a login and the room code, and you could just go right. in. And some people would type in chat, and some people would turn their videos on. Yep. So I see Maddie turn her video on, and I'm like, "Well, I'm into that." And then I see Patches <laughs> turn on his video and start playing songs, and I'm like, "Well, I'm also into that." Yeah, I think you were probably more attracted to me. We've always had a connection, you know. <laughs> I mean, I was that's attracted undeniable. to you, you know. But yeah, there no. is a picture of us very much snuggling from the first time we met. Yeah. Well, wasn't couldn't like anyone get into the room too on Stickham? I believe like, so. Would we have we would get like random people in there too? It was kind of strange. I honestly yeah. can't remember. Like, how strange was it on a scale of one to chat roulette? <laughs> I don't think it was chat roulette. <laughs> it level. wasn't anonymous, okay. right? You had to have like a login and like stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like, yeah, it wasn't chat roulette level. Which chat roulette is like <laughs> oof, yeah. And what's funny is that I still remember my name on there. It was Coffee Core, which is a great yep. name. Because Macho didn't name. exist yet. Macho, yeah. Macho was only a figment of your future imagination. It was in the ether. <laughs> yeah. But fun fact, in Maddie's phone, I'm still known as Matt Coffee. Oh, really? <laughs> because that's how we met. What about, what was your uh, name on Cobalt? Uh... I believe it was Metal PFI. Because <laughs> everyone was doing yeah. like this Coheed reference, and I was like, well, let's go with that. Right. Yeah. I think mine was like Guitar Dude 231. Oh, that's it. Which that's was exactly like my was. first screen name and I, on like AOL yeah. when I was in fifth grade. That sounds like the John of online names, to be honest. <laughs> or like <laughs> the is. Robert of online names. There's so many of them. It's yep. a great name. But <laughs> it's not uh, yeah. really original. <laughs> it's pretty well. My first ever screen name was uh, Ying Yang Fifty Two. Because oh, Wu Tang <laughs> fan. No, like, my sister bought me a shirt that said it didn't even say Yin Yang. It said Ying with a G. Ying Yang. So like it wasn't even spelled right, but it said Ying Yang, and I was like, as a fourth grade, I'm like, that's cool. Ying Yang Fifty Two. <laughs> I don't know where the Fifty Two came from, but you know. That's what like a nine-year-old does, I guess. Is your body count? 
Yeah, that was like how much I weighed in like 2001 or whatever. Oh my goodness. Your body count in 2001. My midichlorian count. <laughs> oh shoot, you're going full midichlorian. <laughs> it's off Are you the a charts. Prequel truther? Oh man, I actually, I can't lie. Uh, I mean, no, I'm not a prequel truther. Uh, <laughs> but me and Emily, that's my wife's name is Emily. Uh, we watched, uh, uh, what is it? Phantom Menace. The other night, and then last, yesterday we watched Attack of the Clones just because they're so bad. It's, it's like, it's brutal. Horrid. It's brutal, man. Are they more horrible than, the, like, the recent ones? Yeah. To, to your, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm more of a Lord of the Rings guy. Um, I definitely like Star Wars growing up. Like, the original ones, my parents would... I think we had those, like, ripped off of, like, the TV. Like, they were on, like, VHS. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but I love the prequels when I was young because they came out in like 99. I'm like eight years old. Of course, I'm going to love exactly. it. That's, that's yeah. why I'm asking because I, I saw the prequel before I saw the original ones. Oh, okay. And as a kid, I remember them being entertaining at the very least. But They're very entertaining. As an adult now, yeah. Um, you realize the plot holes and all the, like, the bad stuff that they did. <laughs> yeah, and the acting, it's so, really creepy too. Like... Uh, Hayden Christensen as Anakin, like he's just like a total creep on uh, Padme. <laughs> like, go back and watch it now, and you're gonna just cringe okay. the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. So, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of what else we need to go through in the history. So, eventually, <laughs> I did drive down to where you're from because, coincidentally, you're from the same area that Maddie's from, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, like just about forty minute drive, something like that. Yeah, they were like a 40-minute drive south of me. Yeah. So you actually got to meet Maddie before I did. So I was jealous of her for meeting you, obviously. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Of course not. (laughs) So then I drive down. We meet each other. We hung out, right? Yeah, because there's pictures. Yeah, that was (laughs) 2010, I want to say. Yeah. When you came down. That was it. And... uh then I found out why they call you Guitar Dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do play, play, play guitar. And you're a dude. <laughs> I play piano and I'm a girl. So it makes a lot That's of right. sense. Yes. Yeah. I get yeah. it too now. <laughs> and the, the funny thing was, like, obviously anyone hearing the guy talk has got a nice deep voice, similar to me. Except when I sing, I sing in a deep voice. When this guy sings, he kicks it up like two octaves. Yeah, my range is pretty good. Not to, like... I guess that's a humble brag, but it's like I can sing pretty deep and get pretty high too. So yeah, like I want to put you on the spot. I won't, but I want to be like, "Yo, give me a high note." But that's like when someone finds out <laughs> yeah. you're a comedian is like, "Hey, quick, tell me a joke." It's like, like, "Oh yeah. no, yeah." This no, I mean, I'll play a song later if you want. But oh, sick yeah. live recording. Yeah, I'm super down. Yeah, I'll play a I'll play a song later. Awesome. We'll also yeah. have links to everything. But uh, back in the day, I do remember a project called Take the Veil. Oh, man. Yeah. At least you didn't pierce it. <laughs> no. That that was always the drama, though. It's like, can I have this name? Because it's really close. I, well, the funny thing is, I had never heard of them. I stole it from the Mars Volta song, uh, obviously. And then uh, I noticed that there was a band pierce the pierce the veil band who i had never listened to like they weren't really up my alley necessarily and i was like whatever no one is listening to take the veil anyway so 
I'm just gonna move on with my life. <laughs> it's a good name. Let's be honest. Yeah, I I don't well, I have qualms about it now. I mean, I don't like go by that anymore. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot more then than I do now. So that's like people grow, and you 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 said yourself that you don't listen to the same music you used to. So that's probably a consequence of just growing and discovering right. yourself and discovering new stuff. Yeah, and just aging too. I think for sure. Yeah, you just change. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a big fan of Take the Veil. <laughs> I enjoyed the music. Thanks, man. And didn't I produce some of it technically? Um, I know for the I'm first. Pretty sure I did some stuff on Soundgarden. Yeah. No. Uh. Okay. So there was the first Take the Veil EP was like maybe 2009 or 10. I think I put that out. And it sounds awful. I recorded on GarageBand with like a USB mic. The songs are trash. It's like, don't ever. I think I took it off the internet so no one can find it. Um, no, I need my jam. I can. I have f- the files of it still. But uh, okay. you pl- I, I think need, you played on Have you on ever it. seen The Rain in My Life? Oh my God. Yeah. I love that song. I don't even care. I unironically love that song. But yeah, those songs haven't aged well, but... I mean, I'm glad oh, you like them. Up. They're great. <laughs> you played on that too, metaphor. though. Yeah, I know Steve played on one of them. Well, you played on the first EP. You played like Did guitar I? on one song. There was a song called like. Oh shoot! It was uh, "Knife Me In." Was that song? That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. And it went. It went right into Holy the track God. "Let Me Bleed," which I think is. That's right. I think I stole that from Mars Volta too. It's like, and it sounded nothing Probably. like Mars Volta. It's like. Some, no. like, singer, songwriter, like, sad boy uh, acoustic stuff. It sounded nothing like Mars Volta. But, yeah, you played on that song, Knife Me In, which was an instrumental song. That song actually is pretty cool still. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I made it cool, of course. Yeah, but then, no, the next album, Steve did play uh, on two songs. And then you, like, mixed them because, you know, I don't know. You just did. <laughs> Yeah, well, we were trying to record a demo of it, and like for anyone who knew Steve, the guy was a disgustingly good guitar player. Yep, and could never figure out what he wanted to play. So he'd have like twelve different solos and be like, "Which one do we pick?" And I was like, "I'm just gonna layer all of them at the same time and see how it sounds." <laughs> and, and it I sounds did it as a dope, joke, but it actually sounded kind of cool. It sounds <laughs> like, dope. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I listened to that like so a we just while went ago. With that. Yeah, it she actually sounds really good. It just turned nice. If you do that with colors, it just turns brown. (laughs) Lucky lucky you, the guitar like layering just yeah, no, it it didn't get too muddy, so (laughs) it worked. Yeah, Steve was like incredible. That was that was always he really was. Yeah, and anytime he'd come up with two ideas, I would always just suggest, well, let's just do both. Yeah, pan one hard right, the other hard left. It worked the one time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just like if you had two different song ideas, I'd combine them. Right. Yeah, I mean, he just, like, knew what he wanted to do, though, too. Like, but every take would kind of be different sometimes as well. But, like, every mm-hmm. take was really good. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he <laughs> was like, a wizard. mad about this one thing. It's freaking insane. Yeah. One day I'll pull out all the demos and we'll make a compilation and people will be like, oh, he wasn't lying. Like, yeah. the guy's actually a monster. Yeah, I mean, he, like, wrote so many songs, I feel like. I remember he would send me stuff of, like, uh, I don't know what the program was, where he would, like, put everything into... It would Guitar be like, Pro. Guitar Pro, yeah. 
and he'd have like full songs with drums, bass, like everything layered in mm-hmm. there. And he had like, I felt like dozens and dozens of songs. And it's so weird that he had so many songs and you guys only put out like one or two things. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's unfortunate because I want to hear those songs. Well, what's crazy is, and th- this I, I could hook you up with, you, you can get the inside track. He, uh, nice. He eventually got access to all the instruments and literally just recorded some demos where he's playing all of the instruments. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be awesome. So he'd take those Guitar Pro songs and bring them to life. Yeah, that'd be fun to hear if you ever want to send it my way. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Yeah, no, I know. I got you. I'll, I'll definitely hook that up. And I, I've played some on the stream before, and uh, people were just like, oh, yeah, no, this is actually really dope. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. That's Steve, yeah. Did Nico know Steve? And a lot of the... I haven't no. met him, unfortunately, but I only hear good things about him, so... Uh, yeah. Like, I, I feel like if I would have met him, I think we would have probably got along or been friends, or I would have been in awe of his talent as much, because I'm, I'm not a musician, personally. Okay. So I'm already in awe of everything that you guys can do. <laughs> uh, but you keep speaking so highly of Steve that uh, I would have... I'm very curious to... Like, I would have been... If I would have been able to notice his talent... I feel like I, I would have feel the same way about him. Yeah, you would. And of course, like now it's all sunshine and roses, right? Like, of course, there were arguments <laughs> all the time. Yeah, oh, I bet. like he was a human. I'm mega stubborn. He was like super focused. Like, yeah, yeah. there was a lot of arguments. He was but, an uh, intent, really the bottom intense line guy. Is, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a great way to put it. And anyone who met the guy will echo that sentiment. Extremely intense. But also really like, funny. And like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like intense and passion, so I probably would have respected that about him at the very least. Yeah, uh, for not sure. Knowing him as a person, so yeah, it, it also it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because they didn't take time to get to know him more. Because he he'd do this thing where he'd basically be yelling because he's so enthusiastic about something, <laughs> but he wouldn't realize that he's yelling. He's just super into it, and I'd be like, Steve, Steve, you're yelling, and he's like, Oh, sorry. That yeah. he like quiet it right down. <laughs> it's like he's not mad. Yeah. They just think he's mad, but he's not. He's just passionate. Yeah, he's he just. just <laughs> yeah, he couldn't contain himself. Yeah. It uh, it would be like so. Patches, you're big into sports. It would be as if you got this unbelievably talented hockey player <laughs> that like no one signs because they think he's a locker room problem, but then like <laughs> they realize he's not. And he just like carries the team to a championship and everyone's like, why didn't we sign this guy? It's like, oh, well, we were wrong about him. Yeah, I think he was. He's the Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Buckets, my guy. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think saying he's an acquired taste would be uh, like harsh, but like you had to get to know Steve, I think. Like, because once you got mm-hmm. to know him, you're like, this guy is hilarious. He's passionate. Yeah, he's intense, but like he means so well and he's like really funny. Yeah, he was a, he was a really good dude. Yeah, and uh, lots of good music. And yeah. I was talking with the the other guys from the band on one of the episodes of the pod, and they're they're still like, like were you around for like Bandita and stuff? Uh no. That was like one of the concept albums he was working on. We have like probably eighty percent of an album written, <sighs> and it's like this crazy like space funk concept album. <laughs> Yeah, that would, that sounds like something he would do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's funny because it was Bandita because like his 
like one of the girls he was seeing at the time was also working on it, but then they split. So he just took the character and is like, this is now known as the drifter and it's a dude instead of a girl because this is now my intellectual property. Hey, you got to take what's yours. Sometimes. Like continue writing it with a dude. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, send me that. Hopefully that makes his way out. I'm trying to think. So we've been talking about music. Um, what are some of your big influences? Because the music you make and the music we bonded over are two drastically different types of music. <laughs> yeah, they really are. I mean, we bonded over like Coheed, obviously. Even though by then you weren't even super into Coheed, it's just that the forum was like really active and fun, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, no, was, no, you're right. Yeah, we bonded over Coheed and Circus Survive and Thrice, probably. That kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter, yeah. The Deer Hunter. Now I'm like super into into Deer Hunter. <laughs> the Atlanta band. The other one. The other one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got more, I think, like you were saying earlier, Matt, like through that forum, I got into so much different stuff. Like I think because I got into Thrice, I got into Mar- or Manchester Orchestra. And because of that, I got into The Shins or Arcade Fire. And it's like that's, it kind of, because of that, it led me to more of the indies kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, those are like the big like Wilco and Pavement, and mm-hmm. I mean Radiohead has been there for me from the start. Like since I was mm-hmm. twelve or thirteen, I think I heard the Bends, and that was like I don't think I had heard OK Computer yet either. I think the Bends was the first one I heard in like probably two thousand three, maybe. And but so Radiohead has been probably like the most consistent influence over time they've always been there that's a tough one because they don't have two albums that sound anything alike (laughs) yeah that's true that's what's so fun about them yeah they're insanely talented here let's talk about radiohead what's a if someone's (laughs) never listened to radiohead perhaps someone who hosts a podcast with me what album would you recommend starting with oh man that's really tough I'm because I'm torn between two. I think <clears throat> I want to say we're probably thinking the same too. Actually, I, I would be torn between if you're a new fan. I would Pablo, hu- <laughs> Pablo, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo Honey, and King of Limbs. Uh, no, uh, I'm torn between OK Computer and probably In Rainbows. Yes, I think uh, <laughs> the exact same too as me. Yeah, I think a lot of it would depend though on like what you were into already. Like if you were more into like the '90s alternative stuff um i would say like start with the bends maybe because that's like a bit more brit pop and start with the bends or okay computer if you liked electronic stuff go to kid a i'm a big fan of amnesiac too that's a really good one but probably okay computer i think is my favorite i would think at least the most consistent maybe i don't know definitely did you hear the the leaked mini discs i did and i i have all of them I think I only listened to a handful of stuff. I like saw it on Reddit that like it happened and like people were saying like, Oh, here's, you know, this 15 minute version of paranoid Android. And I'm like, Oh, I got to check that one out. And I probably listened to it once or twice, but I, yeah, I haven't really dived too deep into them because it's like 18, like hour, two hour, like, like bits of music. It's like a lot. It's It's like over 50 hours of content. Right. So I was like, that's too much. I'm not, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm daunted by just that much music. 
Is that post-mortem content that they released after the lead singer's death, or am I not? No one died in Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, they're all still alive. Was it Soundgarden? Yeah, that's Soundgarden. Soundgarden's different. My mistake. My mistake. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're good. I want to hear Chris Cornell sing with Radiohead now. Oh man, that'd be pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I mistook the two bands. I'm sorry. No, you're <laughs> it's good. all good. You're good. You should listen to both. Yeah, Especially that's what I was Radiohead. Thinking. Okay. But yeah. uh, what you need to do is you need to find on one of the mini discs, you'll find exactly which one. They <laughs> sang a version of the song Lift that didn't make the final cut. Yep. But they have it mixed exactly as if it were on the album version of OK Computer. And like you've heard versions of the song from like OK, not OK, and other. Mm-hmm. But like, no, this one sounds like it belongs on the album. And it's spectacular. It's like a new song on the album. You'll have to, uh, you'll have to tell me which disc and like the like timestamp of it because I definitely want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was even it's thinking amazing. Like it was. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was listening to OK Computer the other day, and I'm like, obviously, it's like a ten out of ten. But I'm like, I wonder if Lift mm-hmm. was like in the place of like electioneering, if it would be like yeah, it was even like better right in that area, right. Dude, it's it's so cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up with that. We're we're gonna just exchange a bunch of info after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how this you is guys, gonna work. You guys are reuniting on this podcast today. This is great. Yeah, I mean, so, it's, I mean, basically. Yeah. Why would they call them mini discs and not like EP or LP or follow like the the industry standard for the naming? I think it was. Uh, they recorded a bunch of material for OK Computer. And I think it was just the format that they were recorded on. Like, I think Tom or whoever yeah, else. It was literally a mini disc. Literally, okay, okay. yeah. That was what's on the <laughs> disc. Funny. And it leaked onto online. And then the band was like, they put it up on Bandcamp and were like, we'll donate everything to some charity. And, you know, and, and then we can all move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They weren't like too much. mad about Which it. Which is the best way to deal with it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Is the people that want it legally are just going to go and buy it from that website because they know it's going to go somewhere. And then they're like, well, we can't do anything else about the music being online. So might as well just uh, profit in a, in a wholesome way from it. Right. You might as well just embrace it at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, so Radiohead, always a big influence on you. And then take, take me through your musical journey because the last time that we collaborated, we were both 20 and like recording at a Steve's mom's place. <laughs> yep. But I feel like some stuff changed between then and you realizing Sayonara with Midwestern dirt. Yeah. I mean, I think it's what I was saying is that I was more into like circus survive and uh deer hunter and coheed to some extent, more of like the like post hardcore kind of stuff. Um, and then I found like Neutral Milk Hotel and, Mm -hmm. uh, Arcade Fire and Wilco and those, that kind of became more my roadmap and it kind of was reflecting more where I was at the time, especially something like the suburbs by Arcade Fire. Like that was like, I think that still might be my favorite album of all time. Really? Yeah, I know, like, and I'm a big Arcade Fire guy. Like, I know a lot of people like uh, Funeral or Neon Bible or mm-hmm. even Reflector, maybe. But I definitely like Suburbs. I think having grown up in the suburbs, it's, like, not the most glamorous yeah. topic, but I was able to relate to, like, that album just, like, it's, like, bludgeons you. Like, if you, like, are from 
if you can relate to what they're talking about, it's just like so on point. But yeah, the Arcade Fire I mean, for sure. Fun. When they put out that album, me and Steve saw them twice that summer, <laughs> which was like super dope. And yeah. he got a vinyl copy of The Suburbs before it was officially released because they were just like selling it at the shows. Right. That's awesome. So he was like, oh, cool. We got the album. And you just ran home and you bought a record player immediately. <laughs> yeah. he, he had one that he never set up. I don't oh, think he's man. ever played that vinyl. Oh, That's, no. It's probably worth something. It's probably like a like test press and it's like super rare. Oh, man. We're gonna make so much money. <laughs> yeah, it's my bi- streaming on Twitch and making a podcast. <laughs> in, for, in it for the big bucks, you know. Yeah, you know me. I'm always about scamming. <laughs> I actually, I've never seen Arcade Fire, and one of my biggest regrets was at Lollapalooza in 2010. I saw Soundgarden instead of Arcade Fire, which I don't necessarily That's regret. Still a fair decision, yeah. <laughs> but but we when I came up to visit you guys in ne- that next year, we saw Soundgarden again at a Blues Fest yes. in Ottawa. So it's like I would have seen them anyway, and now I still haven't seen Arcade Fire. Yeah, but imagine that like they didn't go to Blues Fest, and then <laughs> you find out you can never see Soundgarden ever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Arcade Fire. Well, I think is still that's kicking. a fair decision. Yeah, you've eased my conscience. Thank God, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I mean, there there are some show decisions that are completely indefensible. Yeah. Like, oh, I decided that I wanted to go see... Uh, I don't want to insult anyone's musical no, taste, kidding. but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with that. I went to see Simple Plan instead of like Soundgarden, and then Oof. You know, Chris Cornell dies, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's an L right there. Yeah. yeah, wow, Simple Plan. That brings me back to like... <laughs> the day yeah i'm just a kid and they're life my, is a nightmare they're my original but uh like you <laughs> my music tastes have changed a little bit <laughs> no i loved that but, i loved that album too that uh no oh, pads yeah. no helmets or whatever album just balls just balls yeah <laughs> i did i loved that album that and like newfound glory i was big into that kind of Jim, jimmy world Ooh. I still love some Jimmy Eat World. I was supposed to see them last March, and then something happened. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder what you're talking about. (laughs) I Truthfully, uh, I forget. um, But I I, I guess they just couldn't make it is all. Yeah. Okay. Nobody nobody can make it out of their house for the past (laughs) six months. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. It just something happened to them. So when we were allowed to leave the house, you moved around a decent bit for uh, partially for music reasons. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, mo- I went to college up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and uh, mm-hmm. at actually your girlfriend's rival school. She's a big sports fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she's not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I went to school in Milwaukee, and then after I, or I studied abroad in London, and where I met Emily. And she's from South Carolina, but she was going to school in Pennsylvania. Um, so we were kind of long distance. And then that was my last year of college. Those don't work, by the way. Yeah, no, no. definitely. You're the, like, <laughs> you're the exception. <laughs> but uh, even for me, listen, we're. Yeah. No, but so. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm, Maddie. I love you. <laughs> yeah, Shout I love you to too, Maddie. Maddie. Yeah, legend. 
Legend. She is. She puts up with macho. That's yeah. rough. That's, I, don't know how she does it. I don't know how she does it, man. She deserves like the Nobel Peace Prize or something. She does. <laughs> People would have started war because of how infuriating macho already is. <laughs> she just puts up with it. Yeah. I'm glad someone else thinks that he's infuriating. Like, I think we're going to be friends. <laughs> I just know it's a character, but him being a shithead to Maddie on stream is both hilarious and also Maddie being slightly frustrated at him is just like, oh my God. Yeah, it's <laughs> How pretty patient good. are you? <laughs> she's a very patient lady. She really is. Oh, yeah, she seems so, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> Listen, her ego's big enough. Just continue with the story of moving around, okay? We- <laughs> Yeah, Maddie's the worst. Okay, anyway. uh, Yeah, no, so Emily is an actor, and uh, she wanted to move to New York uh, because that's just a good place for it. I mean, we found out that it's really hard, obviously. But so I graduated in 2013, and we moved out there, and I lived in Harlem (laughs) and uh, made friends with all the neighborhood people. This was like, I feel kind of bad now, but it's like, we were like definitely like the only white people there. Like now it's super gentrified, but it's like, I guess I'm like, were we the, we started it? <laughs> I don't know. So I feel <laughs> kind of bad fault. now, but I was like cool with everyone in the neighborhood. Like it was a lot of fun actually. Like you just see people on the street and you'd like, they'd give you the pound or a high five or something. But yeah, that apartment was a total dump. There was like roaches everywhere. Me and my roommate were like, we never cleaned and we just like played Call of Duty. <laughs> Yeah, so I was in New York for like six years. Lived in mostly in Brooklyn, but um, it got better as you as we aged. I guess like you get more established, but it's really hard city for unless you have money. (laughs) Then it's fun. Yeah, of course. But yeah, we just most cities are fine if you have money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're back in Chicago now, or at least I am, but because Emily's going to grad school here, so. We're back. Man. That's cool. A small town tour, eh? Yeah. London, New York, Chicago, <laughs> just hitting the slums. Yeah. I mean, now I'm like, I want to just move to the country. Like, we are like, no, I mean, I don't think I would Which actually country? do it. I mean, not this one, uh, as in America. Uh, no, but it's just like, you get kind of sick of the city, too. Like, you need a break sometimes. So... I don't know. So I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what the plan is, all right? <laughs> Our prime minister is very open-minded. Okay. And he's very supportive of many different communities, which is fantastic. We're going to take full advantage of that. I'm going to marry both you and Maddie. <laughs> and then by transitive properties, Emily as well. And then you're all going to make your way into the country. Oh, my God. Yo, I mean, that's if- triple green card value. <laughs> you, that could go for a lot on the black market <laughs> i mean if trump gets elected again then yeah we might be out <laughs> i mean not really but it's, hey, if you're yeah. a vagin you're in the states vote yeah yes Don't please vote, <laughs> please please vote yeah i if have my Asian, mail-in ballot in democratic party or in a democratic country go vote i feel like that is the general message for the whole world yeah absolutely and you know what but I, I, I would vote Biden personally. I'm going to put that out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to influence anyone. I mean, I don't want to do any voter manipulation, but I, I would feel vote like not Trump for sure. The four years of Trump is a good influencer for most. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm all for uh, getting, as Matt says, that Cheeto out of office. So we got to do what we can yeah. to get him gone. Yeah, we need need some nature chips or maybe salt and vinegar, but Cheetos, no more. <laughs> yeah, no more mm-hmm. Cheetos. <laughs> Just give me some plain white chips and my, my buddy Joe Biden. <laughs> Good old Joe. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Lord, we got off track. So, oh wait, we're going to move around. We're going to try to get you into Canada because you would like it here, right? Like, no, you I enjoyed your time in Canada. I did, and you know what? I actually like. You need to make sure to tell your mom. I like feel bad in hindsight. Like, I feel like I just like mooched so bad when I was staying with you for that month. <laughs> like, I remember, like, I would you'd be like at work, and I'd be like in the basement, like playing like Halo or something on your Xbox. And your mom would like come downstairs and be like, "Are you hungry?" and like make me like chicken salad sandwiches, and they were like yeah. the most delicious sandwiches ever. So like, your family really took care of me, and I feel like I wasn't grateful enough. Now that I'm almost no, no, 30, so shout out to Macho's mom. <laughs> she uh, she knows that you were grateful. And, like, you were living the life, let's be honest. I you was. You would get fed, you'd play video games, and then I'd come <laughs> home from work at Starbucks with some giant iced coffees and be like, let's chill until 4 a.m. Yep, yep, More we would video stay up. games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a really fun summer. It, it was, like, we just, like, drank a ton of coffee, played video games, watched uh i think we watched like a radiohead live dvd went to blues fest a couple times saw cheap trick almost die um (laughs) yeah it was good did not slime into too many sleemans yeah i think i maybe did i even have a sleeman i think you tried one and you were like this is trash yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's just like budweiser or something pretty much yeah so we got to do some lore keeping here because this is something I, I wanted to bring up but was afraid that I would forget. Did you know that you are half of my sub notification on Twitch? So if someone decides that they want to pay money to me oh, no in way. order to subscribe to me and get uh, my emotes and, you know, slap me a few dollars. There's a sound notification and it's half you and it's half Dom. And it's Dom screaming, step up your game, Marcus PSP, <laughs> and you saying, are we recording? <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I'm I'm so honored. Can you elaborate as to what that is? Oh man, Marcus PSP. I still don't know what that means. I, you'd have to ask Dom where he got that from. But uh, yeah, we were playing. Uh, we started a band, me, you, and Dom. We got a little sick of playing NHL on Xbox, and we started uh, to write some music. You played the an Oreo box. I played guitar and sang. That's true, I did. Dom sang as well and i think he wrote the lyrics to the song we have one <laughs> song it's called this isn't the room i fell asleep in <laughs> i'm laughing because it's the dumbest thing anyone's ever done it's really bad so let's go ahead and break down some of the lyrics here i mean so i can start, play do you remember all the lyrics because i do you want me to grab my guitar and play it Oh my god, god yes. I'll just do the, the first verse. Hold on, let me get my guitar. Yes. I used to know someone just like you But it's not you, it's somebody else 
This isn't the room I fell asleep in This is a different room <laughs> That's it It's like really dumb It's amazing <clears throat> We owe it all to and Dom The best part is We do the, the man is a mastermind but we ended up finding meaning to that song. Eh? We like philosophized about it enough that we found meaning. Yeah, you'd think that like we had like dropped acid or something, like or like done something yeah. like super spiritual or like to open our minds, like the way we were talking about that song. Like we were really trying to figure it out. Like what? Well, what room is he in then? <laughs> it's like it's like who wakes up in a different room that they fell asleep in like do they sleepwalk and we just kept thinking about it yeah until kids. we found something that made sense when kids, i was a kid yeah. my dad would carry me from the car to my room oh yeah so, that was the best like the best sleep you could get probably oh for sure <laughs> yeah no we, we explored that possibility uh we ended up with uh schizophrenia actually oh right yeah because the second verse was maybe my friends put me in this room they'll be with me until the very end and it's like oh it's there we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got it. Yep. So that is that's Gat Three. That's yeah. the full lore. That's the original Gat Three. Is me, Dom, and Patches. It's probably right. the only song we'll ever write. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. All while I was playing Saints Row Two on the Xbox. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, nice. oh my Row god! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! This is a great segue to gaming. Oh wow. <laughs> So my question to you would be, uh, what kind of video games uh, influenced your growing up? And uh, if you're still playing video games, what kind of recent games are uh, still making an impact on on your life? Right. Yeah, I I play a lot of sports games, but I think growing up, I started with like Sonic. We had a we had a Sega Genesis. We didn't. We never really had any Nintendo stuff. So it was like uh, Sonic, and then we had a PS One. And then I got a PS2. So probably my favorite game is Final Fantasy X. Nice. Um, yeah. Why? That game's trash. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I could see, like, I don't think some of it has aged as well. Like, the basically just the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The voiceovers are like the voice acting is pretty <laughs> rough because they were trying to sync up the Japanese, uh, like their mouth, the Japanese mouth movements with the English words. So like the dub is just really bad, and it makes like it can kind of take away from it. Playing it now as like if you're like an actual adult, but as a kid you didn't really care or notice. So like that game though was like really important to me i'd play with my little sister and she would like watch me play and be like okay here's you know where the next treasure chest is or here's what you got to do to fight this boss we had like a strategy guide so i always played games with her actually now that i think about it she like we'd play assassin's creed together and uh more like rpg kind of stuff that's really Um, sweet yeah and a lot of pokemon i still play a lot of like the old school Pokemon games. Oh, I mean, nice. I've tried to get into the newer Pokemon games and I absolutely just can't. Yeah, I can't either. It's like, I think it's mostly because I don't know, like, I can't get behind the new Pokemon. <laughs> it's That's like, I, 
I like what I know. It's like I like the original 150 and like maybe the like second gen people. But yep. like that's about it, you know. I I still play them for nostalgia purposes and I personally enjoyed discovering the new Pokémon. So I've I've noticed that uh the new gen like the new games, I just go into them really blind so that I'm discovering new things and I'm like, "Oh, let's go in this grass and see what kind of funky things Nintendo and the Pokémon company whipped up this time." Is it going right. to be like another ice cream Pokemon? And I, I like discovering <laughs> the new games like that, but they're really clearly uh, oriented for kids nowadays. And that's like blatant. Right. More and more blatant the more I grow up. So it's probably a, like a, there's probably a correlation there. <laughs> yeah. I think I just don't have the patience for them. I think as soon as I discovered the like on like emulate, like playing on emulator, the old Pokemon games, like as soon as I discover that you can like speed it up. I'm like, I can't play the, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, okay, I can finish red or blue in like three hours. And it's like, not even, you know, if you're speeding it up. So like playing the other ones, they feel so slow. Like the newer stuff. Like I played oh, yeah. Emerald maybe a month ago for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good. But like, yeah, it's nice to speed it up. <laughs> That's cool. And in, yeah. in terms of sports games, are those the games that you're uh, continuing to play now that you're more of an adult? Or yeah, I'm trying to think. I like me. I mean, me and Matt would play a ton of FIFA and NHL. Um, those were probably the two big ones. I think I don't remember us playing any other sports games except those. No. Okay. okay. I think yeah. we tried some Madden, but I never was a fan. So. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. No, you just I, torch me because I'm like, what's a nickel defense? And you're like, I know everything about football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, FIFA and NHL were our big ones. Yeah, now I play, I mean, the most recent game I played was Final Fantasy VII, the remake. And it was okay, like fantastic. Yeah, on PS4, yeah. It was really, really, really good. But I, don't, I just don't play, play as much. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Priorities, right? <laughs> It's not even, yeah, I like, it's not even priorities. I just like feel like I don't have the time or like I almost feel guilty sometimes if I'm playing instead of like Mm -hmm. writing music or like doing something else. I don't know. But I definitely still enjoy playing. I think part of it too is I always have a hard time like forking over the cash for new games. Mm -hmm. So I end up just, I'm a big replayer and like rereader. I reread books a lot. I rewatch stuff. So like I've probably played Final Fantasy X 20 times, you know, or I play Pokemon a million times or Assassin's Creed or uh, GTA even like those games are so fun. Mm. Huh. See, this is where we differ because I rarely do things or I don't, yeah, I don't personally like doing things twice. I like new things, yep. discovering. Uh, and uh, I've always been fascinated by people that are able to to do things, I guess, like more than twice let's say because i've done i've reread books that i liked and i rewatch movies that i like now that i'm a little older but uh it's crazy to to see the difference between some people so uh, you must like if you were to whip up final fantasy 10 right now you would probably be able to finish it within like the minimum amount of hours that they would say it takes right yeah probably i mean i'm not like uh I mean, my dad always jokes like I'll there's a Wii at my parents' house and uh, uh-huh. I'll, I'll play like Mario Kart Wii and I'm yeah. pretty good. At, I think as far as the general public is concerned, I'm like pretty good at that game. I was always my friends might disagree, but I feel like I was always the best one at Mario Kart. 
uh, and my dad's like, you should go to Korea, dude. Like you can make, <laughs> you could be a professional. I'm like, I don't think you like understand like how competitive it is, but no, I can finish <laughs> final fantasy 10 pretty fast. I would think, but it's one of those games where you get caught up in it too, though. Like there's okay, so good. much side stuff to do. Like I would, if you're like, a if you like exploring and like our completionist, there's a million things to do in that game. I recently got into JRPGs, apart from Pokemon, yeah. which I've played before, but Macho yeah. made me play Chrono Trigger. And I don't know if you've played that before. but No. You... Okay. But it's a JRPG in the classical sense where right. it, the combat is like turn-based like Pokemon, but there's a story behind it. And uh, it's really good. And you talking about Final Fantasy X is making me want to up my list of games I'd like to play on stream that are similar to that. And I, I feel like they touched the, the same chords. Right, yeah, so, I think you would like, uh, I don't know what you play on, like if you're Xbox or PC or whatever, but I would play Final Fantasy PC 7. Okay. okay, I would play 7. It's It looks amazing, and like, it's, I don't know, I it was probably the best game I've played in a long time. I would check that hmm. out, and I'd play Final Fantasy 10 too. I think you would like okay. either of those. I'll for sure try to like try them at least, <laughs> give them a chat. Yeah, no, they're fun. I mean, there's something to be said about wanting to redo something time and time again, and also being a musician who has to play the same set list over and over. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like you by nature. Um, point. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean my wife is exactly like you, Nico. Like she hates rewatching stuff. Like she won't do it, and I'm the exact opposite. So like through her, I've learned to like put myself out there more to like different experiences and learn new stuff and like expand it's like and i was talking to her the other day we go on a lot of walks now that i mean we always kind of did she's a big walker but with covid it's like you gotta get outside so we go on a lot of walks and i was saying the other day that she is like she's not shallow in a negative way but she likes to like know a lot about a ton of different things and I'm really deep in where I want to, like, know everything about, like, a handful of things. And I think that's, like, where we mm -hmm. differ. Because I'm like, I want to know oh, everything nice. about this record or this video game or this movie. Like, I want to know, you know, inside and out. People, like, with that type of knowledge fascinate me personally because I don't... I'm, I might be wrong, but I don't feel like I can achieve that kind of knowledge. So <laughs> I, I, I like I dig that. I really have a lot of respect for people that have this type of personality. Yeah, I mean, likewise, I wish really I was. Interesting. Yeah, I wish I was more like you, you know, where I could just. <laughs> I wish I was more like you. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got to trade way. tips. Some of it. But uh, yeah. you sound like you take. Uh, the, like the good parts of what your girlfriend brings you and you're actually trying to uh, put a balance between that. So, and I, I'm trying yeah. to like maybe sit back a little bit and learn more and uh, take things a little bit more slowly so I can learn, I guess, really learn them more. So uh, there's like, there's really a lot of value in learning from each other. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like with a partner or like a good friend or who, I mean, anyone really. Yeah, like, or there's a great so much you can like learn. This, honestly, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think at the end of the day, as long as you're striving to be more like me, things will work out fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like, man, what poignant statement is Matt gonna make? It's like, no. <laughs> what, what is this? The macho Rogan experience? What's going on? 
Man. Since when do you hijack it like that? Come on. Man, we were on such a roll. We were on a roll, man. He broke the wholesome chain, but it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> French coming through. Yeah. Right now, uh, you play for a band called Midwest. Wow, I messed that up. Midwestern <laughs> Dirt. Uh, yeah. I've I've personally never heard them. Let's be honest. But Macho seems to be a great fan. Are they? You're on Bandcamp, and uh, are you on other platforms? Yeah, we're on pretty much any like streaming service, like Spotify or oh, Apple Music or wherever youtube okay. even yeah and deezer groove shark oh, yeah nice. there's they like show you on like the distribution that i use to get my stuff on like the streaming platforms they like show you all the stuff that they put you on it's like i've never even heard of Deezer. what is deezer <laughs> and it's like some like obscure french uh thing yeah. or something okay yeah huh. and you're part of a, how many like how many members are there in the band uh, I mean, it's a little misleading. It's almost more like it's kind of just me right now. Okay. Um, it's I want it to be a full band, but because of COVID, you know, like my guitar mm-hmm. player moved uh, to LA, who was playing with playing with us, and uh, yeah. So like right now, it's kind of just me, and I pretty much write everything, and then I'm lucky enough where my wife's. Uh, brothers are all kind of music musicians and that kind of thing so i'll record with them and uh her oldest brother has a studio and we record with him and then her two other younger brothers uh play bass and drums so on the album it's us three and then her oldest brother is recording us um so yeah right now it's kind of just me it's almost like a a solo project but it has like a band name because i eventually want it to be a band Okay. Or yeah, I yeah. just I, I don't want to be like a solo artist necessarily, but uh, yeah. That's fair. But I had another question in link to that, and I feel like that's going to give good perspective. Um, how would you qualify? Uh, like what genre, and how would you qualify your music personally, or what Midwestern Dirt puts out? Right. Um, I think it's indie rock. I think that's like the would be the blanket term. I think we there's definitely stuff that like is influenced by more like the folkier side. Um and then there's stuff that's more like alternative or like even not necessarily punk but like bands that maybe were influenced by punk. Um it's definitely like kind of that indie folky little punky kind of um yeah, I think the closest bands to what I do is like Radiohead. Wilco, um, not the Deer Hunter, but Deer Hunter. Um, okay. At least that's what I've been into recently. I think that's what it kind of is like the most. Sweet. And I mean, yeah. I've said this to you personally, but it really does feel like this new album, Sayonara, sounds like what you've been trying to sound like the whole time, but now <laughs> you've actually like pinned down the sound and nailed it. Right. Yeah. No. This this album feels like the most like direct to. I think it's like the big, the best reflection so far of like what I'm trying to present with my songs. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know if that's weird, but I agree with you. I think it is like the best product so far and the best, it's like the culmination of everything that I am influenced by. It's like, I'm, I love a lot of, I mean, I mostly guitar based music, but it's like, I love a lot of different stuff. Like I love, 
Pink Floyd as much as I love The Clash or AFI or, uh, you know, Pavement, whatever. Like, I love all of that stuff. So I think it all kind of came together on this album. Yeah, like, as much as I like to screw around with my friends and give them a hard time over everything, <laughs> basically, like, this is a really good album, and I legitimately enjoy it, and I would enjoy it even if we weren't friends. Oh, thanks, man. That means yeah, a lot that's, that's coming from you. That's the compliment I could give. I know. <laughs> you don't give, give away lightly. compliments like that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate no, it. He knows. Of course, <laughs> of course. Um, so you're going to move to Canada, and I'll be your guitar player, right? Man, I've and, been like, just... keyboard player. I've been waiting for you to move down here. Like, usually the girl is where, like, if, you know, you got to move where the girl is. So, like, I think I got to start talking to Maddie and say, hey, like, get his ass down here because I need a guitar player. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll discuss that a little further. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting real cozy up north here. I don't oh, blame yeah. you, man. Just wait till my buddy uh, Potato Chip Joe comes through <laughs> that's the one that'll be dope yeah yeah uh aside from that what's the do you, do you have any idea what the future of midwestern dirt's looking like um i mean do you right have any now new songs planned yeah i actually i have a lot of uh new stuff because the recording uh sayonara we recorded it in may of last year so it was kind of sitting around for like well over a year before I was able to put it out. Um, I was kind of waiting for like the best time to do it because I wanted to tie it in with like doing an album release show and like, you know, promote it, be able to promote the album live. And with COVID, I was just kind of like, okay, when are we going to be able to do this? And eventually I'm just like, I need to just put it out. So I had my friend Brendan uh, add some trumpet and some piano and vocal stuff to like kind of really just tie it together, put it out and sending it to blogs and labels and hoping something happens. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But no, I have a lot of new songs that I'm ready to probably five or six that are done maybe. And then ideas for a lot more that I want to eventually record in the next, probably early next year, maybe. Yeah. And of course, it's, once uh, once COVID subsides, that ever ends up happening and travels allowed, um, I can count on you to come over and sing at least a song for the the Steve tribute show that we're going to organize, right? Oh, for sure. Get you back on Can't Forget This. Oh, man. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, or uh, Antagony. Oh, we scrapped that one. Don't I worry. Scrapped that one's okay. straight out the window. Yeah, yeah fine. <laughs> it's gone. <one>. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. It's fully gone. No, let's see. Of the ones you were aware of, the ones that made the final cut, we had "Can't Forget This." Already dead. You remember that one? Oh yeah, that was the the famous like song. Zach Taylor one. Yeah, I love that guy. That was the one. Yeah. Ah, oh, great dude. Haven't talked to him in forever, but yeah, same. He's uh, he's he's just great. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. Um, I think those might have been the only two. Were you were you around for "Where Are You"? Um, in some editions. I don't think I, don't I remember think that were. one. I remember, I feel like there was, I feel like we were putting out like an EP or something or like a small album. I thought there was like five, maybe five to seven songs that we did. Or yeah. thinking about doing. That was like, Don't Shoot, We're Friends. Uh, that you, one made it, but that's instrumental. You Me in uh, 1959. That made it. Um, that's the opener. Can't Forget This. 
uh, what was that? I can't remember. I wrote lyrics to a song. I remember like being in like Steve's room, I feel like, and trying to write lyrics for like a new song that was on there. But yeah, it's been, That's I mean, it's been uh, a decade. Too far gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely can't forget this though. Yeah. No, that's a good one. It's yeah, a rock. That that's the one that like didn't change very much, all things considered. Yeah. I mean it's definitely like by the end though, I feel like that song like really builds. It really does. Yeah. It's a it's a good live song. And I'm glad that I didn't have to freaking play bass for that outro anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just glad we got a real bass player. Yeah, right. I mean a bass is like I've tr- I've played bass on like a couple of my songs or like on like an old record I did in 2015 uh with a friend uh Brendan who played trumpet and stuff on Sayonara but uh bass is like hard man I just don't I can't it is it, you have to like ha- you have to, I I feel like I can't dance and I feel like if you can play bass you're probably a good dancer like you need like that like groove or something and like I just don't have it <laughs> well there's two styles right there's the groove style which uh-huh. is very much its own thing and there's a lot of value to it or there's the steve style of play the bass like it's a guitar yeah that's how i play it <laughs> yeah that's, but not uh, like I, him. i'm kind of in between no yeah he would like solo if there wasn't blood on his bass he right. would yeah he would solo he would play on the chords bass. and solo yeah <laughs> which and he started as a bassist but playing a bass like a guitar it was nonsensical yeah <laughs> no, but I'm a bad bass, bass, bad bass player. I feel that. Yeah. So you got a lot of songs coming up the pipe work. You're hopefully going to get some shows once COVID subsides. Yep. Uh, do you know if you're staying in the in big old Chai City for a bit, or you, you mentioned mo- wanting to move to the country? Is that like an actual plan, or because then uh, you're going to kind of stay around the big cities? Yeah, no, I feel like we'll probably be in the Chicago area for the foreseeable future. She's still got two more years of grad school. Um, she just started her second year. So we'll be here at least another two years, probably more. Um, yeah, I think my dream is to like have a, like build like a barn or something in the middle of nowhere and have like a little house and just build like a super awesome studio. And like kind of as like mm-hmm. almost like a retreat to just like go out there and like record and like be in nature and just like do that. Not like permanently, but like dope. if I ever have enough money, it's like go build like a super awesome studio somewhere in the country. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you're about to direct a big movie, please hire uh, Emily so that we can get paid the big yes. bucks and that <laughs> that yes. just can build his studio. Exactly. Yeah, that we're would all be cool awesome. with her like being a multimillionaire, right? Like you don't need to be like, no, I'm the man of the house. Like we're all good, right? Oh, and no, I'm like, I'm totally cool to just like reap the rewards of her hard labor. <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> she's, you, bro. <laughs> she's the boss anyway already. So yeah, like let's be honest here. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I believe no, in the matriarchy, I, not the patriarchy. Okay. I respect. <laughs> Now, I'm going to fire you the friendship ending question. Uh, we like to ask people on the pod this question, and oh, there is no. never an immediate answer, and they get mad at me for it. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to answer I know immediately. I know you well enough that I could probably fill this one in if you uh, have blanks, but can you tell us a few things about you that didn't come up in the conversation that you think are fun facts that people should know about Patches? 
Uh, I don't think people should know anything about me that they haven't already heard. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, I don't know, man. I really love food. I, I'm addicted to uh, peanut M&Ms. It's not good. Those are the good M&Ms, though. Yeah, they're so good, man. And I really <laughs> like pizza. Um, Chicago style or Louis? Oh yeah! Oh my God, Louis! Yes, I wanted to talk about Louis too. Some of that, <laughs> the food in Ottawa is like the best, man. Louis Pizza was like transcendent. Okay. It was it's really pretty good. spectacular. Is it still around? It's still a thing. I have right? not had it in yeah, yeah. I haven't okay. had it in years, but it's still around. And Let's you guys hope still it stays because of COVID. <laughs> a lot of restaurants. Oh are yeah, mm. yeah. That's tough. I mean, is uh businesses. I mean, speaking of local businesses, is does McDonald's still do the double Big Macs up there? Of course. Okay, nice. I yeah, haven't we checked in a while. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know. That's I'm assuming good. they do. I haven't checked. <laughs> we the works, bro. We, oh yeah, the, the works. I don't know if I ever ate place. there. Really? I, I swear, we like took your dad there. I thought. Really? I yeah. I mean, it's been a while, man. Like. I'm, I guess we probably went. I yeah. remember you talking about it. I don't remember if I had ever gone there or if I just remember you talking about it. Yeah. You're going to have to so. come back and uh, refresh those memories. <laughs> I, I want so. to, man. I, Canada's like the best. It really is. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw this one in there because this one people don't know about you and they should. Uh, big soccer fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was born and raised a, a gooner, you know. Arsenal. <laughs> and I got you oh. into Arsenal. Yeah, so you did. How yeah. how did that and I'll never forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that come up? Like is your dad English or is uh uh no, it I mean it is like Yeah, it is from my dad. I get pretty much all of my sports uh love and teams from him. And I guess my mom too. She's a big Packers fan. That's why I like the Packers. Okay. Um, but no, my dad, I think the story is my dad's neighbors growing up were British okay. and they were big Arsenal fans. Uh, and so he just knew about them and started supporting them. And then in like the 90s and early 2000s, when we were able to actually watch Premier League games in the States, mm-hmm. uh, we like got super into it and we played soccer growing up. And so yeah, I didn't have a choice. I was an Arsenal fan, unfortunately. <laughs> But we see, always, whenever we, uh, whenever Arsenal loses, my dad texts me and my uh, one of my sisters. Sorry, I made you Arsenal fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, yeah, thanks a lot, man. And like, I, I, I understand getting into Arsenal when you've got like Vieira and Ari and like Bergkamp and all those legendary players. But you got me into Arsenal and they had like Squillachi and Shamak <laughs> on the team. Yep, man. I was like, I mean, come on, man. That's how you know you're a real fan, though. Like, people don't know like the suffering that we've gone through as arsenal fans it's been like yeah your boy gervinho i have his jersey yep that's a good one yeah good old five ed that's the two jerseys i own are gervinho (laughs) and Giroud. oh yeah gervinho is probably aged better than uh Giroud. Yeah, Giroud's, he's kind of talking a little too wild for my taste right about now. <laughs> what's the deal with the Don't Sens? Don't disrespect the mighty Arsenal. Oh, please. I, what's, I stopped what's watching. What's happening with them? 
<laughs> Their owner is basically a domestic terrorist. Like, oh. He just refuses to sign good players. He's like, "Now nah, we're, we're not opening the checkbooks. We're going to draft. We're going to develop them. And then we're going to send them we're right send off them somewhere away. else. Just like yeah. Carlson. Wow. That, that trade ended up working, but that's like yeah. we're falling upwards somehow. I mean, you can only be in the basement so long. Look at the blues, man. Yeah, shout out to your Blues. You, it was tough being a Blues fan in Chicago, but uh, you guys got yeah. your chip. Yeah, we did, finally. Must have felt pretty good for you. Got yeah. to rub it in. Yeah, no, those were that was a lot of fun. We, uh, My dad and I went to Game 6, where uh, oh, no we could have lifted the cup. We drove down to St. Louis, and I think, like, I don't even remember how much money my dad spent to get tickets for us to go. Uh, and I feel bad in hindsight. Uh, but yeah, we went to game six and we lost like five, one or something. And yeah. it was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> Cause but, like, we got to say it, your dad's a legend. Yeah. He's a, he's a legend, man. Mr. Big time. That's his, that's his nickname. I was going to say big time. That's his name. <laughs> that's what, yeah. Okay. I guess, uh, people should know that my friends call me big time. Okay. So he's Mr. Yeah. Big Time. He's Mr. Big Time, yeah. <laughs> and Emily is Mrs. Yeah, he... Big Time. Nice. Oh, it's it translate. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. <laughs> have I have I met Emily? I feel like I have. Um, yeah, I think Did we meet. I want to say last. You guys, you were here. You were in town last summer, I think. Yeah, or two summers ago, even. At this point, I think it was twenty. I mean, I'm there. I was there every summer. Um, right yeah i think you briefly met emily (laughs) yeah i truly can't remember i wish i could this is great content yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i remember last time we saw each other we we went to good old shake shack yep the chicago staple it was pretty good i'd never been there actually so Oh, and actually, we talked about this last week uh, when I mentioned that a friend of mine handed me a friggin' 53 Stratocaster or whatever it was. It was this man right here. Oh, sweet. <laughs> that yeah. old, old 45,000 buck guitar or however yeah. much that, it cost. Nice. Yeah, that was that was with you. We went to Chicago Music Exchange. And I like... Okay, yeah. I'm I just thought it... Together. Yeah, I thought it was like just some... Uh, like they relic guitars. Like, I don't know if you know what that means. Uh, not quite they like maybe from the term i can yeah they take means yeah they take old or they make new guitars and then they like beat them to hell to make them look old and worn okay and so i just thought it was like oh it's just you know some relic guitar they made it last year and i started playing i was like this is the nicest thing i've ever played and it wasn't even plugged in and then i looked at the tag and it was like 1955 Stratocaster original everything original $30,000 and I just slowly put it down I think I must have grabbed Matt and be like you know check it out (laughs) yeah you're like look at this guitar I was like why what's up with it it's just some old relic guitar like same thought process yeah I'm like holy crap yeah I'm like man if I ever win the lotto like that's like one of the first purchases like don't like who cares about like student loans or like buying a house it's like i'm buying a that strat at <laughs> at the guitar store yeah like, well, it was just chilling on a couch yeah it really was it wasn't you'd think it'd be like in a glass case or something but it was literally just like on a couch yeah like sorry our glass cases are full of like slashes actual guitars <laughs> or something yeah. like that right 
Like, if that's what's out on the couch, what is behind the glass? Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't want to know. The one and only golden guitar. It's, like, entirely yeah. made of gold. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one is made out of Jimi Hendrix's ashes or something crazy like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> man, that would that's be good. That's CME. Yeah. So, any last things to plug before we let you go? Be a family um, man or whatever you do. Yeah, no, I'm probably just going to go uh, watch some football maybe. I don't know. Play guitar. It's nice. I got like a studio now. In our, we moved in uh, August or July, whatever. And there's a basement, so I have like a st- music kind of studio now. It's pretty sweet. Uh, nice. Yeah. No, I guess the only thing I would say is go check out uh, the new uh, Midwestern Dirt album, Sayonara. It's out everywhere. Streaming wherever you can think. Yeah. yeah, and it, it truly is good. I've linked it a few times in my Discord. Um, we'll be linking it again, of course, when the episode drops. Just get, go check it out. If you've ever listened to stuff like Neutral Milk Hotel, Wilco, Arcade Fire, like any of that like indie rock folk vein, if you're even remotely interested into it, give it a shot. You heard the guy sing. He's got a great voice. Obviously, he's got a <laughs> funny personality. If you, get, if you like my stuff, you're going to like his stuff because we have very similar senses of humor. Mm-hmm. And one day... I will be your guitar player and we will play gigs. Yes. That's my dream. And you'll man. remember. You'll remember why you hate Macho so much. <laughs> that's true. That's impossible. I, yeah, I've almost forgotten. The distance is kind of nice, you know? It is. It makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> Forget all the bad times. Yeah. Driving the 99 overall NHL guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told the story. Macho comes from NHL, I think, was 13 or something back in the day. But we'd make this 99 overall character, and I'd just steamroll everyone and score. And he would get so heated, just be like, no, not him. Anyone but Macho. <laughs> oh, right. That's, that's like the classic quote, is anyone but Macho. <laughs> anyone but him. <laughs> and it still holds true in any scenario now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Macho yeah. is the male equivalent of a Karen right now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Whoa. That's, easy man. with a K word. Man, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Listen, one day, man, I'm gonna hook you up with a Twitch account, and then we're gonna we're gonna scream you out, and people are gonna come follow you. It's gonna be great. That sounds good to me, man. Hey, dude, thanks a lot for coming on. That was a yeah. That was a blast. No, thank mm-hmm. you guys. I really appreciate it. It's always good to talk to people, especially now. <laughs> yeah, I bet, bet. for sure. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. go check out Midwestern Dirt and uh, Patches. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks. That's going to wrap it up for the eighth episode of Emerald Palace. And guess what? It's another banger. It is. It is. It's been freaking two months with podcasting, bro. What do you, how do you feel? Do we feel different? Is, <laughs> has it got to our I, head I, yet? <laughs> first and foremost, I'd like to thank God. Uh, I want to thank my parents. Uh, I want to thank the Academy for, for always. No, joking. I want to thank Joe great. Rogan for uh, Joe Rogan helping us out. <laughs> for always believing in me definitely uh, no I'm, I'm feeling great i'm really enjoying podcasting yeah me too it's been fun it's a fun ride and i hope it lasts a long time i think so too i think we've uh i, I found my pocket of internet culture that i want to stay in i want to mm-hmm. small stream D, very rarely i want to do a weekly podcast and like i'm satisfied i don't like, need anything else out of online culture embrace the nerdiness and just talk about the things we like yeah, I don't want to be a big YouTuber. Don't want to. No, nothing like that. 
I like having a podcast. It's fun. Definitely. And we get to meet some interesting people too. So if there's anyone that you think would be a great guest on the podcast, I mean, listen, I'm not running out of guests, but Join the I Discord. can never have too many options. Yeah. Join the Discord and also scream the podcast to some people. You know, tell your favorite streamer, hey, why don't you hop on the Emerald Palace and, uh, you know, we'll see yeah. what we can do. The viewers can make such a good push for uh, the connections to happen. So don't hesitate. Suggest the podcast to others and uh, like make the suggestions in the Emerald Palace uh, chat room in the Discord. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll for sure yeah. take them. Because, I mean, uh, most of my free time is spent on Twitch in some way. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend I have too many hobbies. I have lots of hobbies, but Twitch is always in the background when I'm doing those, you know? Yeah. I like discovering new streamers and being part of small communities. So that's also part of my, my free time. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And, and I like Twitch as a platform. I'm not saying they do everything perfectly. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I do think that live streaming is kind of the best way to interact with people, honestly. It is. And especially in these times, like what, how else are you going to do? There's no stage. There's no public places that are little. Anyways, in our environment. And uh, it's right. the best way to interact with a bunch of people and have a crowd around, which is like a fake crowd, but it's a real crowd because everyone's at their computer and uh, cheering for you in a way. Yeah, it's like when we were talking about my music stream earlier, I was looking at the viewer count, which was well beyond what I normally get. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is this is roughly the amount of people that I used to play for when I was in a band. Oh, so you're popping off is what you're saying. So I was like, uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> less less work than when I was with a band. I'll give it that much. That's for sure. Yeah, you don't have to put away the the all the tech the the material when you're done. <laughs> no, I mean that's the easy part. It's the promotion <laughs> that kills you. I'm not gonna lie. It's so hard to promote original music. Oh, I bet. Especially no one in cares. this market. I know. So it's kind of cool to just be able to just chill on Twitch and then see people show up, and it's uh, it's a good mm-hmm. time. Discoverability is like a double like double-edged sword if you're small you don't get discovered but the more you grow the more you have a chance to get discovered but Mm. it's so saturated at the same time that uh you have to be lucky to be discovered at any unless you're a giant streamer there's like a little chance for you to get discovered unless someone's actively browsing twitch pretty much so yeah word of mouth is uh, pretty much the only way this podcast is going to grow because Definitely. I don't want to be that guy that's like, check out my podcast, bro. Nah. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't be that guy. But if you guys want to see the podcast grow and you got some guests that you want to go on, but, you know, maybe they're, uh, they're a little above our uh, pushing weight, if I can put it lightly. Yeah. Spread the word. Spread that word. Anything new for you to plug this week? Uh, no, same old. We're, we're in a routine. It's fall for and things are like setting up for everyone. Uh, I'm still streaming three times a week until my job starts uh, Mondays, Wednesdays before D&D at 7 p.m. on your channel and Thursdays. That's been it. Um, Sometimes I do surprise weekend streams when they're pretty quiet, but this weekend we've been busy. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm happy. (laughs) It's like you're checking up on me like my dad is calling me, but (laughs) now the podcast listeners can know that uh, I'm doing great. But keep tuning into the stream. Please don't stop tuning in. Please, I please, please, I need this for my mental health. No, I'm kidding, but things are great. Good, good. Yeah, on my end, we're uh, we're pretty much going with the same old. I'm definitely committing to the D&D stuff. Everything else is bonus if I do. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, it, it is work to prep D&D. It's a lot of fun, and I 
I am really thrilled with how this campaign is going and how much fun everyone is having. Yes. But I'm not going to pretend that it's no work. I still got to put some effort into it or else like it will not be as fun for anyone. Well, the work you put in is uh, very like I hope we reward it with our gratitude and like with our enjoyment. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the very oh, least. You guys have stroked my ego more than enough. <laughs> OK, good. <laughs> no, I think I think we're all very happy with it. It's a it's a good feeling. There's not not a lot of infighting, not a lot of drama. We're just no. playing the game. We're having fun. Is it good to ask you about an update of the highlights from the first campaign? Oh, shoot. Uh, there is no update. Um, okay. I do believe that... Actually, Dusty did send me a file with a bunch of timestamps. Okay, good. I didn't look through it, but uh, highlights have been highlighted. Shout out to Dusty. Out yet. Definitely, man. Shout out to Dusty. I saw he streamed this weekend, so he's going to be shouted out in the description as well. <laughs> I checked his stream and like... I think he might have had a, just a couple shots of vodka, just just a few, going <laughs> dusty. <laughs> like his screen was covering maybe a third of the available space. <laughs> <laughs> like someone typed, they typed one sentence in caps, and Nightbot was like, "Can you stop?" And I'm trying to be like, <laughs> "Go into your Twitch settings, and then you can go into moderation." He's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "All right, Dusty, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go now." <laughs> He's <laughs> like, you're a mod. Can't you do anything? It was like, no, I can't. Not, I wish I could. I tried OBS. to ban Nightbot. No. Oh, Nightbot the Night Cop. Yeah, the, the mall, mall cop. cop. Love it. Uh, but no, aside from that, I mean, I'm rocking the the D and D stuff. Yeah, we, we hope you enjoyed the this episode. Going. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, a yeah. like two weeks of guests lined up. So tune in next week for uh, another great guest. I'm excited to get. And tune in the week after for another good guest that I'm also excited to interview. I don't know in which order we're going to do them, so I'm not revealing anything. But uh, I'm really excited for our two next guests. Yeah, I, th I think uh, we're going to continue having a good time. So like I said, make sure that uh, you spread the podcast. Again, we're, we're sponsor-free. Uh, we don't ask much of you guys. We're not, we don't have a Patreon or anything like that. Just spread the word. And uh, if you check out some of our guests and you let them know that, uh, you know, this is part of the Emerald Palace bump, then that's all I need. Yeah, let's make the Emerald Palace a bumping place so that people can grow a little bit thanks to us. Exactly. <laughs> so until next week, uh, I don't have an outro. So have screw COVID. Uh, follow the guidelines and uh, stay inside, you know, uh, just, just stay inside. Don't go out. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye.